This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. And if you're listening on uh, your favorite podcast mechanism, whether it be iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the 7,000 other places where podcasts are found, please make sure you share this with your friends. And of course, give us five stars because five stars are way better than four. Big shout out to the 173 people who have already given us five-star reviews for the show. Uh, And also, we appreciate everybody tuning in to the show. You know, Finding Your Frequency is a uh, one of my favorite times of the week. We really get to dig in and have great conversations with great individuals about how they found their frequency in life and in business and find out why they tick, why they do what they do, what is their why, so to speak. Uh, and so we're going to continue along today uh, with a fantastic guest. Last week, we had on uh, Alan Friedman. We talked about why life is not fair and uh, uh, why with attorney Alan F. Friedman, which was a great show. We talked about you know, just the, the state of the world, why, why everybody gets incarcerated and why the laws are the way that they are and it was a very interesting show. So if you didn't get a chance to check that one out, please go back in the rears and go check those ones out. And of course, uh, we always have new episodes dropping every week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week. It just depends on uh, which fantastic guests come across my desk. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna talk about uh, some fun things today. You know, we always love to talk about entrepreneurs and business and, you know, how do you become successful? And uh, I think a lot of people need to hear success stories from other successful people um, so they can understand, number one, it can be done. Don't be scared. Get out there. Uh, Put your footprint on the world. Uh, In some subsequent episodes, we talked about your soul fingerprints and, you know, how you leave those throughout your life and making sure that you are, you know, living your passion and all of that. So we're going to talk about all those wonderful things today with our guest, Christine Schlonsky. She's the queen of the sales success mindset, multi-talented leader in the field of sales mindset, motivation, and strategies. She works with all kinds of fantastic people. She's got 12 years of, uh, of success selling, uh, closing high ticket items uh, all the way through the corporate world. So we want to thank Christine to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, well, we're so glad to have you. You know, your bio is uh, a very fantastically long, awesome uh, bio. It really talks about all the things that you do. I know you have a podcast that people can check out. Um, so we would urge them to to check that out as well. Um, and listen to some of those success stories, kind of similar to what we do here on Finding Your Frequency. And, you know, uh, Christine, just tell us who you are. Like, where where did you come from? How did you get to being the queen of the success uh, sales mindset and and you know all that sales is a uh, sales is sales is, is tricky it's fickle uh, right and so uh, a lot of people get scared of it uh, and I think especially when you're an entrepreneur uh, and you're working in any business even all the way down to customer service like aren't aren't you always selling well you are but 
not people not many people are aware of it <laughs> they're really like when they get to the situation where they understand oh now would be a great time to make an offer most of the time lots of heart-centered people just freak out <laughs> right they, or they forget about making an offer they serve and serve and serve and then you know hours after the conversation they think like oh the person didn't buy anything well because they didn't make an offer. So sales is really a tricky topic because there are so many emotions around sales and oftentimes are not, these are not the positive ones because we do think of, you know, people that took our money and ran, probably all had a sales experience that wasn't that wonderful. And so when we get to the situation that we actually sell our own services and we feel like we don't want to be like those people that kind of took our money and run. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Um, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with it. Yeah, I think uh, when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you whether you're a one man show or you have a couple of employees, whatever the case is, it's like, you know, you are wearing several different hats, especially in a, a small organization. You know, you might be the you might be the president of the organization, but you also might be heading up marketing and sales and, you know, working with customer service and kind of having your hands in all of those different places. But I think as you're working in those different spaces as an entrepreneur, I think every single touch with a customer or potential customer uh, has the ability to generate revenue in any capacity, whether you're uh, retaining a customer because you supplied really good customer service um, or you were out there of service uh, and you were networking and, and you were able to bring in a new customer. Um, I think all of those opportunities in one way or another are some form of sales, uh, no matter how that you look at it. Yeah, I totally agree. We basically we sell all day long. We're just not aware of it. Even if you explain to your children that they have to go to bed on, at a certain time or that they have to do their <laughs> homework, it's sales. But oh, yeah. you know, there's no money exchange. Well, usually, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> maybe when, you bribe that, them that's with when, some pocket money. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're dealing with what's called uh, the knowledge economy, right? Um, yeah, you know, you're 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 making a sale, but you're 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 in this exchange of thought or ideas. I do this with my six year old all the time, uh, trying to get her to. Did you did you practice your karate today? Did you do your homework? And uh, oh, don't dad, I'm, I I don't want to do that right now. Well, okay, then we're gonna have an exchange of knowledge, and so that's our yes. our, our our currency, <laughs> right? We we have these these conversations about you know what's important to you and why it's important to you, and you know, hey, if you set a goal for yourself, are you going to achieve that, and how are you going to do that? Um, and I think a lot of those same. Those same ideas that I talk about with my six-year-old uh, are all things that um, I probably learned from business uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and then, of course, also doing interviews for many years with individuals like yourself who are uh, sales success mindset, people who are coaches, people who are uh, motivational speakers across many realms. There's a commonality between a lot of those people. And, um, you know, the one commonality I notice is that uh, you have to serve and showcase who you are and show your authentic self uh, in order for people to even open the door to be uh, to be available to have conversations around sales. Uh, things have changed so differently from, 
you know, the the 90s where you would just pick up a phone and make 7000 phone calls. Right. And and and, you know, it was a numbers game like, well, if I talk to 7000, you know, if I can get 10 percent of those to close and I can put an estimated revenue of blank on the table for the month. Um, and now things with, you know, social media and websites and live streaming and all of the different mechanisms that people can communicate nowadays, um, the whole strategy and tactics behind that uh, are completely different. Yeah, totally. And people want connection. I think they are fed up being sold to. They more want the invitation to buy. They want to feel like they have choice, which obviously we totally understand because that's what we want to do when we go out. We want to have choice. We don't want to be sold to. So I think that's that's a really important topic. And it's true. Things have changed. And um, I think if you are in sales, like if you are in a sales position or if you are running uh, your own company or even if you are like a solopreneur or a coach, you need to understand that it's it's still some kind of a numbers game. But if you don't target the right market, if you don't have the perfect offer for that right market, and if you don't make those invitations, nothing is going to happen because people people want to feel good when they buy. Oh, <laughs> you, you bring up a really good point because the act of purchasing, um, I guess when you when you talk about value, right? You know, the value is the exchange for A and B, and you walk away happy, I walk away happy. So that's where the value has been created. But that interaction is an emotional reaction like almost every purchase that you make even if it's you know okay maybe other than you know putting gas in your car right that's probably not an emotional uh, purchase that's kind of a well it depends necessary... on the text right <laughs> <laughs> depends on the text yeah. on you on, on your gas i think that's correct depends on your text well you know uh, we're not gonna have to worry about that for a little while there's a whole uh, a, a worldwide war going on between opec and russia and the united states with oil and they dropped as of today the recording they're down like 27 percent um so wow. we should see global gas prices start to decline which i know for you guys in europe your 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 gas prices are much higher than they are here in the states um i can't even fathom spending you know like eight or nine pounds per gallon or whatever the the cost is uh that's just that's just insane so where, where's the value in that right <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know, most of it is tax money. And then the next question is like, where is this going to what what's created with that piece of, you know, my money. But that's I think that's a whole different (laughs) conversation. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) But I I do agree on the emotional piece. And and you said that so beautifully, like, I want to walk away happy, the other person wants to walk away happy. And that's perfect for the name of your show, because that does create a certain frequency. Right. If we are vibing at that happy place, obviously yeah. our frequency is much higher and we <laughs> feel happy and then we attract better things because like attracts like. That is almost word for word out of the seek the book The Secret, right? When you talk about uh, you know, putting something out into the ethers and having that positive vibration and and you know, being able to then recoup that later. Um, definitely. And, and you know that as a salesperson too, when you're working with someone or you're having a conversation, you know, right away, um, even you have to not deploy any tactics for sales, uh, things like uh, neuro-linguistic programming, right? Um, these are ways where you try to make a connection with somebody. But, you know, I always, from a sales mindset, I always try to just be me first. And if we can vibe in that way, then great. 
right? Um, if you are an eccentric person and you talk really fast and, you know, well, then maybe I have to up my game just a little bit so I can keep up with that. But, you know, for the most part, I think a lot of times, you know, right away when you start having conversations with individuals uh, and you start, you know, spending a little bit of time with them, whether you guys are on a, a on the same plane or if your frequencies are vibing. And when you're able to make a connection like that, I feel that, uh, you know, then opening the door to some type of an opportunity or offering somebody the opportunity to work with you um, is a little bit easier because there's a, a, you know, kind of a level of comfort that you have uh, that you wouldn't necessarily have if you um, came about it in a different manner. Yeah, totally agree. I think when you, when you understand that being you is totally okay. And, you know, we are taught so often that it's not that we have to be a certain way or we have to behave a certain way or dress a certain way. But I think when you when you can get this myth out of the way and you know who you are is fine, there's nothing wrong with you, then you will also attract the right people into your life that understand who you are and what you do and why you do it. And you have a much deeper connection than when you try to be someone you are not. So, Christine, let's talk about you for a minute. Um, you know, where where in your life did you you know, start your journey of, of sales and kind of, you know, where did you get your, uh, where did you get your feet wet in sales and how did you, you know, get to the, to the point of, uh, you know, helping with motivation strategies and helping other salespeople, because you don't, you don't, you don't go off and start helping other salespeople become successful unless you've walked the walk and talked the talk yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the funny piece is I never, ever wanted to be in sales. <laughs> And when, you know, um, when I grew up, I had the opportunity to come to the States, be an exchange student for a year. And then I, I, I was thinking, well, you know, now where you speak decent English, if I add French to um, that mix, then I would have a much better CV, which would mean I could get a better job and get better pay and, you know, follow that. I call it good girl path, <laughs> like be good in school, um, get a good education, get a good job, make a good living, and then you'll be happy, right? So I went to the US and then afterwards I, I was an au pair in uh, Paris and France. And then I studied in the south of Germany tiny place so you can imagine coming from Paris being <laughs> kind of locked up uh, in the village <laughs> studying uh, uh, learnings for three years and then kind of being ready to go into the corporate world and I realized that you know following that path first of all wasn't that easy and then I I was thinking you know I'm way too young <laughs> to be here in the south of Germany even if it's wonderful it's more like vacation for maybe older people <laughs> so where I, they go to retire <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah and it, it's beautiful I mean the landscape is beautiful but you know with coming from a bigger city and then living in big cities and my love for travel I kind of felt I needed a bigger city so I I chose Berlin I think Berlin is Germany's big apple there's you know it's international it's fun it's it's a great vibe and so I thought, you know, I'm going to look for a, a company that has the opportunity for me to make a great career and also to have that international feeling. So I applied for a job and the only job they offered me was a sales position. So I 
like internally, I totally freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> and everything people think about sales probably went through my head. I don't want to be sleazy. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to pick up the phone and call a stranger. Um, I don't want to p- take people's money and run, <laughs> right? Because I didn't know what I was uh, getting myself into. But the person actually offering the job was a sales director and he was a very good salesperson. (laughs) So he sold me the job and I started and I I was pretty successful because I worked really, really hard. And also I had the perception that I needed to be this super, super professional person. I didn't have fun with people on the phone. You know, I did my pitch. I, I set the really high price and each time like I kind of freaked out, like, you know, saying these high numbers and talking to CEOs, general managers, owners of companies, just, you know, who was I, right? It was my second job. And um, I, I learned that by putting in hard work, you get to where you want to go. But I also kind of, well, burned out is not the right word, really. I was just wondering if there wasn't more to life. I was thinking, well, this can't be it. Right? I started out not knowing anything about sales. I became pretty good because I worked so hard and I, I learned a lot. And that's where I started my, well, let's say personal development journey. And you know how it is, right? I felt tired. I felt like my energy was draining. I didn't have a great vibe. And obviously this reflected in my sales. And life just became so hard. And so I I went to a bookstore because I didn't know where to start. And then, you know, you kind of the right book falls into your lap. And that kind of started my journey. What what, what book was that? It was a book um, by Louis Hay, Heal Your Life. Okay. I think it's called Heal Your Life. And then the next one uh, was then Tony Robbins, Something with Energy. (laughs) And I was like, wow, like all these concepts, nobody has talked to me about this before. And then I was looking for a coach because the idea of, oh, there are people who kind of help you (laughs) um, in your development, they're out there, but I couldn't find a coach in Berlin. And interestingly, the the idea of online coaching didn't even cross my mind, right? Now I coach online, so I have clients all over the world. But when I was in this place, you know, I just saw some websites and thought I have to go to people sit in their, you know, offices or spaces to be coached. And I, I didn't find something that resonated. But what I found was uh, coach training. So I thought, well, you know, I learn at the same time, where I become a coach, I am coached. So, you know, you get like for the money, you get twice the value. <laughs> it's, like buy one, it's like buy one, get one free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was also in the mindset like, wow, I can add that to my CV, which means my value in the market goes up as well. And then, you know, spending a year and becoming a coach, learning all these amazing things about human beings and how we think and, you know, introvert, extrovert and all the other models uh, was totally fascinating. And yeah, so I saw as well that during that time, we had one module where we kind of learned how to sell ourselves as coaches. And in the room of brilliant people, you know, that I love and adore, because we worked together for a whole year, I noticed I was the only one not freaking out about the thought that now that I'm the coach, I have to go out and sell myself. Yeah. 
And I found that was so interesting. Like they had all those credentials, they had PhDs and they had like titles and certificates <laughs> and they were just going through that coach program. And then all of a sudden when it came to coaching, they had like really interesting ideas. And so I thought, well, maybe I can do something for them. And that basically got me the idea and then obviously some some help from mastermind groups that I was in where people said, well, we understand you want to be a coach and you want to do something that you, you know, haven't done before like sales, but do you want to throw away over a decade of high ticket sales going from being, you know, nobody, not having an idea to actually sales director in only seven years, building teams, making millions in revenue for the companies, um, training sales teams, hiring sales teams. And now you start with just being a life coach. Like, think about it. Right, right. And I was like, oh, well, you know, that's it does resonate. Like, no, I don't want to throw that away. <laughs> so I kind of regrouped, repackaged. And um, yeah, that's that's how it came about. And then people said, well, it's, you know, you do such a great job in helping us redefining sales. Like you are the queen of the sales success mindset. Because I was talking about the sales success mindset, how we have a sales mindset, but usually a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> because we are afraid we have to be pushy or we have to manipulate people or whatever the thought is. Yeah, I think, and, I think um, a lot of salespeople just, you know, when you're, especially when you're selling, you know, expensive items, uh, a lot of salespeople just get afraid of just the dollar figure, right? That they're selling it because I think in their own mind, they, they they can't picture themselves spending that much money on the product. And so then in their yeah. own mind, they get afraid of that number um, because it's not something that like, you know, they don't own a company, so they're not going to go have a $400,000 marketing budget or whatever the case may be. Uh, and so when they set, when they put out the word $400,000, I think they, they, they have a fear of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it's uh, that was a really big shift for me too when I was in corporate, like getting comfortable with saying big numbers. And just knowing, you know, it's not in my account. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm really far from being in that position, but also understanding like in this place and time, I am actually talking to companies. I am talking to people in companies that do have a budget, the question is where do they spend the budget with me or with a competitor? And then that that mind shift like really helped me to um, yeah, sell more um, for the company I worked for because I knew people will spend money. It's like get out of your, get job, out of your own way. <laughs> yeah, my job is yeah. to make sure that they spend it in the right place. <laughs> yeah, and I think another thing that's really important is you know the product that you're selling too is um, when you when you talk about sales and you have you know you don't want to be pushy or you don't want to come across in a negative manner. I think a lot of the salespeople who are in that space who are who 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 are pushy or who come from a negative space, I think a lot of those people don't really believe in the products that they're selling either. I, and yeah. You know, and I found, you know, I'm, I'm not a salesman by trade. As I told you earlier, I'm an audio engineer. I do operations. Um, but even even in even in operations, you know, I'm still sometimes asked questions that are directly related to sales or our products. Um, I'm responsible for helping our salespeople to understand our product more. So that way they can feel comfortable when they're talking about it uh, to potential customers. And uh, I think that's a that's a big, a big thing for the salesperson to really understand 
understand not just what the product is, but why the product exists and what it's there to do. Because then it makes that conversation of, um, are you going to spend your marketing dollars with me or with someone else a lot easier? Because A, I've seen success in the product and I've seen other people benefit from the product and being able to share some of those instances or stories with the potential customer and then not being afraid of the fact that it costs a high dollar amount um, really helps to uh, readjust you back into the success mindset. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and I think if you don't love the product that you that you are selling, if you don't believe in it, then look for for another product. Yeah. I agree. What what would you say what would you say maybe a, a small piece of advice for, you know, somebody who's a a Gen Zer, right? They're they're just coming into their own um, you know, about to finish college uh and go out into the corporate world and they want to do sales. What what would you say to that young person right now as a piece of advice just just starting out? Yeah, I'm going to share the piece of advice that one of my customers actually gave me when I shifted from being in customer support in my first job to actually having the sales job. And we had a conversation and he said, well, you know what, Christine, if you master sales, it doesn't matter what the economy does. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. Great salespeople are always needed. You never need to worry again to get a great job. And that really, really stuck with me. So if you have the opportunity, well, no, create the opportunity and learn sales. That's the best skill you can ever have. It will help you in any kind of job. And <laughs> if you decide one day to, you know, be your own boss, which um, is very rewarding, then you already know what you have to do because sales is the lifeblood of a company. So I would I would say like if you are going out of college, start with a sales job. Really make sure you you get that skill and all the successful people that you might be looking up to, they all master sales. There's not one of those big names uh, in the industry or in politics or whatever who can't sell. If they can't sell, they don't have a big name. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent correct, and I think the skill of sales it doesn't just come into your professional life it completely passes into your personal life in your interactions with everyday people um a good salesperson can haggle really well right and so when you are at when you're out at the market and so you want to buy something and someone says it's twelve dollars and you're like i don't see the value in that twelve dollars i'll give you eight um you know those are sales skills and uh that's what I would I would say to everybody is just get in front of people and start the process because um, you, you, you've got to not be afraid of people and not be afraid to have conversations uh, with those people. Because if you can't do that at the at the at the easiest level, then, you know, opening up into some of the other, you know, motivational and sales mindsets is impossible. Um, you'll laugh. One of my very first jobs when I was young, I had gotten home from the military and I'm like, Ah, what am I going to do with my life? 
And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I've, I've always been into technology. Uh, my website at ryantreasure.com, the, the top of it says technophile, right? That's, that's what I call <laughs> myself because uh, I love technology uh, and I love music and radio and all those kind of things. But there was a point in time where like I just needed a job, right? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't follow my exact passion at the time I was young. Uh, and so I used to literally go door to door with a bag uh, and we would have like lotion and soap and, you know, all of these uh, kind of commodity items that we would go load up with and we would walk and go door to door. And, you know, as much of a kind of a, you know, a strange job that was, um, it really taught me a lot because being able to walk into an office full of doctors and nurses and there's six people who work there and walking up to the window with my bag, you know, and being like, Hey guys, how you doing? My name's Ryan. I got these really cool things. You guys got any birthdays coming up, you know? And I'm like, I'm trying to create value on the fly, right? I wasn't invited there. Um, you know, it's basically like a cold call, um, but in person, which is even harder, I think than a cold call over the telephone, uh, but that was a skill that still sticks with me today and is, a, is, I think, a reason why I'm able to have conversations with people just like you and, and, and be able to have conversations. And sometimes we have tough conversations here, you know, about business, about uh, budgets and those types of things. But being able to assess the individual and have that conversation, I think, is uh, of utmost importance on top of, you know, uh, your advice. So I wanted to just share my advice, um, again, not being a salesperson, but doing a sales job early on in life that really is still making an impact in what I'm doing today. Yeah, I, I think it serves you well. I mean, all the skills I have learned through my sales job have, well, first of all, they have made me into the person I am today, but also everything I needed to get there, the sales skill set has helped me. It doesn't matter if you negotiate your house or you know, if you if you are if you're traveling international and you know some <laughs> countries like they negotiate. If you just buy, that's the wrong place. You have to negotiate, otherwise, uh, they yep. don't feel honored. So I, I think it's really helpful because you understand humans, you understand the other person, you understand to ask the right questions, so that you can you know come to a mutual agreement or a win-win situation. I think it helps with everything because you need a certain level of clarity. And with that certain level of clarity, you know, that's good for every relationship, right? If you if you ever went on a date, well, guess what? You're selling you probably yourself. <laughs> made a sale, right? <laughs> if you're married with that person, well, congratulations, you were pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you got an, uh, a reoccurring account. <laughs> yeah, exactly, membership. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime. <laughs> Life, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us about the Heart Cells podcast and what you guys do uh, in that space, and and you know what what it, what is that podcast all about? What do you guys talk about? Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. So, I um, I interview um, one amazing person per week, sharing their sales success story, finding out. What did they do or what did they have to learn to be where they are right now? And interestingly, um, I'm over 200 episodes now that I haven't found anyone who said, well, I'm like the totally natural salesperson. You know, I woke up with money and a checkbook in my hand. Uh, they are pretty talented people who did amazing stuff when they were children. Um, but usually it's something people learn along the way. And they, they understood 
at some point that sales is a really, really valuable skill to, to get yeah. you further in life. So we talk about these success stories to inspire people, to motivate them, and to also showcase that they are not alone if they are fearful of sales. Every, almost every person has been in their shoes and they can, they can learn. So yeah, it's all about the, the heart, bringing your heart uh, to the table that you don't need to fake to be someone. You can be authentic and you can have a huge amount of success um, once you're clear what success means for you. And uh, yeah, then one episode is just me sharing all my sales experience and resources, answering questions that the audience has and just helping them on their way to to sell more yeah. from an authentic place. That's funny. We talked about that uh, on an episode I recorded yesterday. Uh, we were talking about what what is the meaning of success that's like different for everybody. Um, and I did an interview with a gentleman who's a coach. His name is Greg Champion. We did it earlier. It's already aired back in January. And um, him and I are both, uh, we're part of an exclusive club. We're fathers of daughters, right? Um, and so we were having this fun conversation and, and we, we came to the we came to the conclusion that for him and I, our definition of success is just well-adjusted children. <laughs> yeah. You know, so as long as long as, as long as we got the roof over the head and you know we're helping build up some kind of a, a continuing education fund and those things for your children I'm like yeah if my if my daughter turns 18 years old and she's you know getting ready to go to college she understands how the world works she knows how to do her own laundry and do the dishes uh, and those important things that it, it takes for a person to take care of themselves um, and she's you know not an emotional mess of some sort then that I, there's that then there's my success so i think then when she turns 18 i'll have to reassess my definition of success and figure out then you know uh what what am i getting up for every morning right because right now it's absolutely i'm getting up every morning and i'm jamming as hard as i can because i want the best life for my family um mm. that's going to change i think when when my daughter turns 18 she's six so i got you know 12 years to go uh you've got a bit of time yeah, yeah i got a bit of time <laughs> but um yeah I, I i love i love the idea of the success mindset and you know really bringing people together um and you know providing a little bit of service a little bit of love you know coming from the authentic of who you are when dealing with people uh it resonates so much further i think and i just i really like uh the the value that you provide and the ideals that you're you're giving out when you're when you're coaching uh, a lot of coaches come from a different a different space when they're when they're coaching whether it be sales or business or you know any kind of coaching um, some of them are like, I have a, I have this and I have some DVDs and uh, I have my podcast and I have these things and you can pay $19.99 a month and have access to this or $100 a month and have access to this. Well, like that's good that you have those to create revenue, but where, where, where are you, the, the person, you know, where, where are you, how do I talk to you? And I think that's that's something that I like about what you do is you you're coming from that space and you're having personal interactions with your 
uh, with the people that you work with, you're, you're having one-on-ones like you and I are on zoom right now. Like I can see you, we're having a, an actual conversation the same way we would if we were, you know, having a beer or something like that, or, or a, a coffee or whatever is your spoils. Mine's definitely beer. Um, well, I'm German, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do have a beer once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never, I never presume you never know. So, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's true. But yeah, that's I'm just, awesome. just making fun because people usually think like Germany, you know, beer, uh, sauerkraut, um, leather pants or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, I, but we do have good beer. <laughs> so what a um, that's funny, like just on a, on a side topic, um, I'm American. And so everybody in Europe seems to hate Americans. and I don't understand why. I'm like, what did we ever do? Are we, are we just, I don't know. I've never been to Europe either. So I've never experienced that, but everybody I know that's been to Europe, they're like, Oh, you're American. <sighs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So maybe not in Germany. Yeah, I, I think it depends where, where you go, what, what you do, you know, yeah. I mean, Germans are not welcome everywhere. Um, and I think it's like with sales, you just have to deal with a no and not to take it personal. Like, I think when you approach it with a right mindset and yeah. you are open, mm-hmm. right? Because if you, you know, like if I would be traveling to a country where I do not speak the language, I would not be, probably not be as confident as when I'm traveling in the States or, you know, in, uh, to France or like, you know, because there I know how to navigate. Yeah, and I'd, like I'd, I'd, have a problem, really, I'd have a problem anywhere they don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, I mean, uh, I speak, obviously, English I speak is English kind of, and very little Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, English is kind of becoming the language worldwide. So, <laughs> wait another decade, and you probably can go anywhere. <laughs> but I, I think it's just the way um, people show up. Like sometimes we think, like, wow, this person is so arrogant, and they're not arrogant. They're not that self-assured. They're a little bit not at the confident level, so mm-hmm. they kind of try to hide it. And this can just come across in a strange way. So I think it has a lot to do with you, how you, how open you are, um, how you perceive your environment, because it's all your interpretation. Right. And um, and that can be part of it, you know. And sometimes there are nasty people, no matter what nation. <laughs> they all have nasty people, and they all have wonderful people. Yep, that's my my mantra is. Um, you know, I just hate everyone equally. And so then there's just enough to go around. I know it's kind of negative, but. Um, yeah, well, I would turn it around and say, <laughs> I love everyone equally. <laughs> no, but I, I can't honestly say that because I have met, I have met some ugly people and I'm like, nope, you couldn't pay me enough money to talk to you, you know? Um, yeah. And, but you know, I, there's this beautiful saying that I, I reference a lot. It's called hurt people, hurt people. And I added to it and happy people make people happy. So I think, you know, when you do ugly stuff, there's something within you, you were hurt at some point. I, I don't see where a person that hasn't been hurt is able to hurt. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I guess I'm, I'm kind of more libertarian about that idea is I'm kind of in the middle because there are people that I've worked with and, you know, I, I try to be happy. I try to come from a, 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 a place of being helpful and coming from a heart centered space and, but there are sometimes I've ran across this in, in business and in personal relationships that, you know, 
no matter how hard I'm just trying to be me, there's just our frequencies just do not mesh. And yeah, you know, I, and I agree. And you don't need to force it, obviously. Right. Right. But, you know, just talking about travels before, it's probably how you open up. But in your environment, I mean, I make sure that I have people with my vibe close to me. Yeah. Because I don't want to be kind of dragged down. Well, I think that's also where like a diversified sales force is important because you have um, a lot of different people. I have these little cards that I keep on my desk and, um, you know, they, they talk about um, basically like what is your code as a person? And so, you know, you have some people who are nurturing, some people who are blueprint, some people who are action based or knowledge based. And so um, if you're able to categorize people in those spaces, it helps you to, you know, have um, a better conversation with people. Right. So I'm like, I'm, I'm totally a blueprint person. Right. Uh, and my secondary attribute is action. So with blueprint, like the card says, you know, I like structure and planning and process and predictability. Um, I'm all about responsibility, duties, roles, uh, and tradition. But then the secondary item is action is freedom, flexibility, spontaneity, excitement, attention, stimulation, right? And so I'm like, I'm, I'm both of these wrapped up into one. But when I talk about a diversified sales force, if I'm talking to somebody who I know is a nurturer and I'm this action guy and maybe I'm a little too, too much for that person, um, I can yeah. go, hey, you know what? Um, I have uh, this person over here um, who I feel is a better fit, even though, um, yeah, I, might, I wanna make sales. I wanna put that commission in my pocket. But at the same time, I also wanna value the person's time. I want to give them the best value and also the best experience with my company. Sometimes it makes sense to dish that off to the other person who might be a nurturer and have two nurturers working together. So then that way, um, you know, that relationship is more solid for the company that you work for. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Like being mindful of that. And you can, you know, you can do a great job for those people that you actually refer mm -hmm. the people to that you can't get along with uh, or you have to bend and to be <laughs> unauthentic to make them believe that you are a nurturer if you're not. Right. Um, yeah, like the action one totally spoke to me, like the freedom <laughs> part, like, yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a conflicting one for me when I, I, I went through this with uh, one of my guests a couple of years ago um, and he created this whole bank code for people. And uh, he was like, you know, and, and you can tell by the way people shake hands. Some people hug, some people shake, some people, you know, do the dap thing or some people like don't want any any contact at all. And the way that you meet somebody in those spaces, you can almost tell exactly what they are based on that. You know, the, the handshaker is like the high the blueprint all the way, you know, somebody who wants to give you a hug nurturer all the way, uh, you know, and so you can kind of, you know, pick out, uh, you know, the action person wants to give you a high five, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's pretty fun to play that bank code game, uh, especially in sales training, right? Because it'll help the salesperson kind of navigate the different people that they're talking to so that they, they can make sure that they're engaging in an appropriate manner that is the best uh, way for the other person on the other end to receive the information that they have coming at them. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. So what's next for you, Christine? I mean, you, you, you've got all of this success. You're doing all this coaching. Um, you know, uh, are, you, are you writing any books yet? Very good question. <laughs> Actually, writing a book is, uh, you know, I haven't written on my whiteboard <laughs> uh, since like at least one and a half years. Look, mine's empty. And mine's totally empty. 
Oh, yours is empty. Yeah. And it's a blackboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it because yeah, so, like neon colors on the blackboard. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I yeah I, I want to write a book. Um, I have a book idea. I started to write it, well, first page, <laughs> in last summer. So I guess I'm a bit stuck with that project. Um, but yeah, I will definitely get that idea back up. What I'm creating now because I see so many people are seeking community, and you know, as an entrepreneur, we we sometimes feel like we're like all by ourselves like we have this huge challenge and we don't know the next step or we don't know what we don't know (laughs) stranded i said stranded on an island yes yeah totally stranded on an island and 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 the challenge is we don't know what we don't know right so we learn something and then we have these aha moments and we wonder well why didn't we know like a year ago or six months ago or whatever it is so what i'm doing right now is i'm creating a membership where people who want to build a business or who are building businesses can come together, learn together, have community together, um, some kind of accountability. And um, I think, you know, um, for for my taste, it's better than, you know, watching Netflix <laughs> because you're actually <laughs> taking action. You don't need to watch how other people live their lives, which, you know, never mind an inspiring movie, but you can really have a place where you then turn to where you have like-minded people, where you have people that already have the success that you want to have and you can learn in a community space. So I'm super excited about that. And nice. that's a lot of work. I, I wasn't that clear when I got myself into it, but it's super exciting. And so that's that's what's up next. And then probably after that, the book idea sounds really, really great. Uh, well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And I know there's a huge time difference between the U.S. and Germany. So uh, thank you for you know being on off hour for me and, and, and joining the show. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Oh yeah, what I think it was a great episode. I came up with a title for this too because as we were as we were chatting, right? Um, it's called "Invitation to Buy." Sales is a company's lifeblood, right? With yes. with you as my guest, Christine Schlonsky. Boom. So if you guys are listening to this episode, make sure you share it out there. Uh, I know a lot of the listeners that listen are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs in that space. And uh, if you have questions about really amplifying your sales and getting your message out there, uh, I'm sure Christina would be more than happy to, uh, uh, Christine will be more than happy to get you uh, connected with all of her different uh, coaching sessions and such. So you can go check out her website, uh, christineschlonsky.com. She's on Facebook at I am Christine Schlonsky. And of course, Heart Sales Podcast podcast and Instagram, Christine.Schlonsky, Twitter, New Sales Mindset, and LinkedIn and YouTube. You can find her all over those social spaces, so make sure you reach out to her. Uh, We want to give a big shout out to all of our Finding Your Frequency listeners for uh, tuning in over the years, 2016 to 2020, four years strong. Uh, I think 2020 is going to be a great year. Uh, We're getting ready to do an episode coming up that I know that you guys are going to love. We're going to call it 2020 Technology, the good, bad, and the ugly, uh, because so much stuff that's happening in in technology and business and the way that people are interacting that... uh, uh, my, my good friend Paul DePlantis uh, from 
convergentweb.org will jump on with us and we'll have uh, a really cool conversation around the uh, decentralized idea of a decentralized internet uh, what's going on with crypto uh, in in the space of bitcoins as well as blockchain how other companies are leveraging it I got some great information uh, about Bumblebee Tuna right and how they leverage blockchain uh, for tracking all of their shipments worldwide uh, which is really cool so we're going to have a, a technology show coming up for you guys so make sure you stay tuned for that and again this is Ryan Treasure with Finding Your Frequency. Big shout out to Christine Schlonsky for jumping on with us today. Uh, again, you can find us uh, on the internet at findingyourfrequency.net. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, please give us an email info at voiceamerica.com and follow all the Voice America action at Voice America TRN. Again, I'm Ryan Treasure. Stay tuned for another episode of Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. <laughs> 